gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is The Aaron Meta Show. What's up everybody, it is the Aaron Meta Show, it is the 2nd of August of 2015 and I want to thank you for listening to the show, uh, you can either be listening through misscloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta, either through Player FM, through Stitcher and through iTunes and other podcast feeds as well and also if you want to follow us it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show and twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show as well. This episode is not going to be very long because, unfortunately, Harry cannot be with us this week. And uh, normally, what would happen is is that uh, we would normally pick a subject and uh, we would like bounce back and forth, and uh, we manage to uh, fill about uh, usually more than uh, an hour and a half of uh, talk time, even two hours, uh, if we're really getting going on a subject. But unfortunately, Harry cannot be with us. Uh, he is uh, currently doing some acting-related activities, and he but he will be on the show next week. So this week, I thought. I would dedicate this show to one of the, my, my, I must say, one of the best Pixar films that I have seen in a long time. And I know uh, we're going to be uh, doing this kind of review, but uh, I'll just let you know from the get-go, uh, coming out of this film, uh, seeing it not just once, but on two occasions, and I'll talk you through both two occasions whilst we're speaking, uh, I have to say, on both occasions, uh, both films were you know, Inside Out is has to be the most incredible film that I have seen from Pixar in a very long time. So I think what we'll do is I'll go through it now and we'll get this uh, review over and uh, get this view. Uh, there, shall I say? Oh, let's start again. I will get this review going and this is Disney Pixar's Inside Out. Okay, so before the film begins, uh, traditionally Pixar likes to give us a shot. And I have to say, this short was a very beautiful short. It was a very musical short. It was uh, one that lasted about six minutes or so. And I have to say, it's uh, one of the shorts that's going to uh, stick out in my mind for a very long time. Now, Pixar is, uh, you know, this isn't just the only short they've done. They've done loads of shorts in the past. They've done one about an alien taking a driving test in a flying saucer. They've done all sorts of other hilarious ones as well, and uh, I'd say though uh, this one is a little funny, but uh, it's more has a more of a, a uh, dare I say an emotional tone and uh, a very a very loving and very romantic tone as well. And uh, though you probably wouldn't guess that from the way I'm about to describe it to you, so uh, this whole short takes place in song. I have to say it is a song you can actually get on Spotify. So uh, if you do see. Uh, uh, on Spotify, then go go listen to it because it's a very beautiful song. It is uh, called Lava, the short, and it's uh, it is about a it is about a singing volcano. Yeah, you heard that right, and uh, so you know right from the get go, you think, how could you make this you know romantic? How could you make this into anything? It is a uh, anything besides what you're gonna have it, and uh, this is the beauty of Pixar because they can take something like this. And they can do absolutely anything with it. And so you get this uh, wonderful visual. So you have all these animals that are like, you know, paired into kind of like Noah's Ark in a way. And uh, they're all in love. And you feel the love uh, going on along the uh, along the film. Actually, there, I think there's a, uh, just go thinking about it now. I think there is a uh, Finding Nemo reference in there as well. So uh, you might be able to find that in there. Uh, as well with the turtles, I think. Uh, now, you're going to have to forgive me. I've not seen Finding Nemo in a long time, so I don't know the names of all the characters, but uh, you may find that in there. So uh, if you uh, watch that short, you uh, look out for that. Uh, it is pretty obvious, I think, when you see it. So uh, I think some people in the, the audience who were laughing in the, seconds, in the second lot, in the second time I saw it, I think, uh, 
really gave it away for me thinking, yeah, you know, that was a, that was a reference. So yeah, look out for that. And so the whole story go, wraps around a, a very lonely volcano who sings a song about finding his true love, which I imagine is, is also another volcano, and that he has been very lonely for a very long time. So he sings this song for, I guess, a millennia or so, or a you know, very, very, very long time, to the point where he becomes to the point of extinction. And he sings it for the last time. Only knowing that uh, there is another beautiful volcano, a nice lady volcano, if you will, <laughs> waiting at the bottom of the sea to uh, come up on the surface. So uh, then she comes up, and he's already like down underneath the uh, underneath sea level. So uh, there is a bit of a hilarity in there. And uh, but uh, she then sings the song, and that brings him back up to the surface, and they get to uh, be together as these two lovely volcanoes. And uh, so I know there is a—I think there's some kind of cultural reference in there. Now you're gonna have to forgive me because uh, I think it must be something Hawaiian, which uh, I know someone's gonna be sh- screaming, shouting at me, he's like, you know, this is this, this is this. And I have to be honest with you, I do apologize because I, you know, maybe I should have probably picked up more on, uh, you know, uh, maybe if it is a Hawaiian reference, maybe I should pick up on. That in uh, maybe when I was uh, watching Lilo and Stitch and uh, you know that side of things, but uh, normally what I do is when I watch a Disney film or watch uh, anything Disney related, I also like to look at the uh, uh, the uh, fine you know the background story of things. And uh, little did I know though that uh, I didn't I didn't seem to delve deep enough when I look into these things because Harry told me a couple of weeks ago that uh, was it last week I can't remember, but uh, he did tell me that uh, Aladdin was based off a not in uh, like an Arabic. Uh, story. It was based off of something else. So uh, based off something. I think in a- I think in Asian. Um, I think either somewhere in the Far East. I think he based that. I think that was supposed to supposedly based on. So, but hey, you know, uh, for all those Asians out there, you got Mulan. So you know, which is one of the greatest and even my favorite uh, Disney film uh, with the Disney princess in. So, uh, and I've even said why that's the case. But uh, anyway, getting back to uh, the uh, the lava shot, you know, it has this beautiful story, it has this beautiful song, and it has these really wonderful visuals as well, which uh, they made the volcano look really, really friendly looking volcano, which I think if you've seen volcanoes in the past, they obviously look pretty violent and look pretty, uh, you know, Pompeii, I think, uh, could be, you know, uh, the... Uh, um, I guess the blackface of volca- volcanoes, if you will. But you know, let's uh, if, if we're gonna go in that direction. But uh, for me, lava was uh, a really beautiful short and uh, had a really this wonderful character in it with uh, which was a singing volcano, which uh, looked really, you know, really big and really, you know, uh, really. But really, like, you could, you know, watch him as a character as well, which uh, is very hard to get away with because uh, I remember um, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of movies ago, The Incredibles, where they tried to make the island uh, that um, Syndrome was had his base on look, you know, very huge. But you can still see kind of like it is, uh, you know, it didn't look as populated and it didn't look as, um, as dra- I think, as drastic as... You know, as it as when you're on the floor, it didn't look like basically the same models, if you will, of uh, of CGI. But in this, it, you know, this whole volcano that they made for this shot, it did feel like you know the. Not only did the close-ups look like the, um, look like the volcano as a whole, but you know the whole volcano looked like you know it was all just one thing and that looks really spectacular to me and I don't know if uh, Inside Out's been on either the IMAX or if it's been uh, on a bigger screen than the one that I've seen it on recently but uh, I reckon that big volcano will look pretty pretty impressive on there if it was ever show if it was shown on that so uh, no doubt someone's gonna be screaming at me saying yeah it was on the IMAX yeah it was but uh, yeah I've yet to see it on the IMAX and if I do get to see it I think uh, you know with her third showing you know would that be a bit too bit too excessive, do you think? Probably so. So, obviously we get to uh, Inside Out, the actual film itself, and I think probably the best way to describe this would be going through... Maybe I'll go through the first showing to start off with, and to give you my experiences on that. So, uh, the weekend I decided to go watch the first uh, showing of Inside Out, and that was when all the kids were out. And so... Uh, that was the first showing that I got, and to me, the way the film engaged with the audience was very fascinating. And so, I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll um, I'll I'll go through what basically the uh, 
well, the inside out was uh, was contained of. So we had the story, and I have to go say from the get go, it is, um, it, it did start off beautifully. You know, you had uh, you had this uh, vi- you know, visual of the of basically the emotions uh, coming into existence, and so the first emotion that came into existence when you know the character Riley was born uh, was joy. And uh, then eventually, as a she, you know, she has like this little console where she can like press one button, and it makes uh, it makes Riley laugh. And uh, so you can see how the uh, emotions are controlled from from the get go. You know, you have this like uh, you know big screen, and then there's just this one button that you can press to for Joy to press to in order to make her laugh. And then sadness comes in, and uh, he starts making her cry by pressing the same button, and. Uh, Starts so obviously from the get go, you have joy and you have sadness, and you have this uh, very uncomfortableness between the two characters about you know whether they want to make Riley laugh or whether they want to make Riley cry or make her joy or sad or whatever. And so from the get go, you obviously see that this is going to be the uh, same story of the unlikely duo coming through a peril, which uh, has been done to death. But um, to me. This did it in a way, I think, um, to the two... I think I think the best way you could say you could describe this was it did it right. And it didn't go on any type of, like, tangent with it, or it didn't, uh, it didn't do it wrong in any way. I think what it did... I think it did the unlikely duo story, I think, 100% right to me. And so, you know, you have, like... I'm trying to think, what's, the be- what's another story which had the unlikely duo? I'm, try- I'm trying to think now. Um, I mean, it's Dumb and Dumber were, you know, two people who were like... Um, oh my god. You know, I'll tell you what, if, um, if any, if you go, leave a comment section in b- below about, because I have seen unlikely duo films before, and, but right now my, um, it is pretty late tonight, and I think I've not, I'm, my film brain is not in gear at the moment, so I know there's been a film which I've enjoyed which has the unlikely, oh, uh, Flushed Away. Yeah, there, 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 was an, there was an unlikely duo with that, with, uh, those two characters, so there was that, and also Chicken Run to a degree, I guess you could say with uh, with Rocky and Ginger and uh, that. But that uh, I know my Ardman uh, part of my brain is now starting to work. So uh, yeah, there's some memories in there which are uh, trying to work. So which uh, yeah, I'm really I'm trying my best to think of another unlikely duo film, but uh, those are the two that uh, currently strike me at the moment. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, unlike Chicken Run, there's no, like, liar reveal, which I think, uh, is, uh, it's somewhat of a relief, I guess, because you don't have this, um, you know, you don't have this, like, Joy doesn't, like, hide a secret or anything from, like, sadness or whatever, but, uh, I think, uh, it is one of those films where you have one likely, unlikely duo with Joy, who is front and center of the attention of, uh, of, uh, you know, the way things are, and, uh, you know, she is, uh, I think I'll get into Joy a bit further later on, but um, you can definitely say that one is more starts off as war being more powerful than the other, and another one is still trying to discover what she's about. And all the other emotions in that in that case don't really know what she's about. And so I think it also not just has the unlikely Joe bit, but it also has like the the self discovery I think um, side of it as well. So that in that that in in its sense is um, also part of that as well. So. Anyway, the uh, also on top of that, the uh, it goes on the direction of it starts off obviously with Riley being a little toddler, and then obviously shows a montage of the of her growing up and uh, Joy narrating uh, what what is going on. And I guess in a way, I mean, I, I'm not having nothing against narrations. I think uh, you know obviously you need to tell a story, so there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I think when you don't allow the visuals on the screen to kind of tell the story itself. I guess I do agree. It does get a bit. It, it, it does get a bit. Even at one point, Joy makes a a note to uh, talk about how the memories all work, which you know for someone who's like is interested in like technical stuff like I am. You know, I'm involved in the IT industry, um, so you know, I'm, I mean, I like the whole idea of that. And I, I'll tell you about the uh, how the how the memory works. That is that. Uh, they have, like, every time Riley has, like, a moment or something that uh, happens in her life, it creates these little balls, which are uh, memories, which can either be uh, yellow for for joy, uh, blue for sad, uh, red for anger, and uh, green for disgust, and purple for fear. And these all create these things called memories. And when she has something that really does uh, strike her in her life they start to glow and they become core memories. And 
Joy likes to brag about how all the majority of memories are that Riley has are happy because she's been front and center this entire time and she makes sure that she has happy memories. And some of the, most of the entire core memories also well are also happy as well. And so they're... Uh, Riley starts off as a happy girl, so and and then what only these core memories do is like obviously it starts getting technical here. It creates uh, these core memories do more than just basically be memories. They create her personality, which you know makes her like either a goofball or uh, you know a great hockey player or a uh, you know really in touch with her family and also makes her honest as well. So it creates all these um, what they call islands, which uh, is very bizarre because you know you have um, I mean. It is. Uh, it does start to become pretty, pretty, pretty imaginative, but it also is pretty strange at the same time because, uh, you know, uh, I guess if uh, it's kind of like if I said, you know, about a computer, you know, like you have the motherboard and uh, you know, then like these these bits that make the sound and stuff like that. If I start calling them islands, then people wonder what the hell I'm talking about. So uh, that in itself was pretty strange, but um, it was very imaginative at the same time. So it's. Uh, it was great to see them actually explain how the world worked, and uh, actually, I did also watch the some of the there was a YouTube video about uh, you know how Inside Out should really have ended, and uh, it did point out some of the flaws of the film. But uh, likelihood they probably would have been explained in some way or form. But uh, for me, I was pretty happy with the way it was all structured. You know, it was uh, it was well explained. It's just I think for people who really don't like the idea of you know being uh, brought through like a you know a, a technical jargon or no, not technical jargon but just kind of like being told how basically it all works I think some people would find that kind of boring in a way so I think that I think that beginning bit was a bit slow for some people but for me you know I was very happy with it you know not a not a problem with it at all so you got to see Riley growing up in that and on top of that you get to see the memories grow you get to see uh, all the other uh, characters start to be bringing in such as uh, anger fear disgust and uh, you know, fear keeps uh, Riley from, uh, you know, uh, making, uh, you know, like uh, being very careful, being very cautious. You have disgust, which stops her from being poisoned in ways. And you've got anger that makes her feel like, uh, you know, uh, when things aren't fair, she gets angry and uh, things like that. And you get to see it being, um, not only do you like, just get these explained to you, you also get to see examples of them as well. Like, for example, you know, you have fear, you know, making sure that Riley is safe from... Uh, uh, from her, from tripping over like a power cord, or uh, you know, uh, making sure she does, she doesn't, uh, you know, she's very cautious about things. Uh, there's a bit, a funny bit with uh, in us when they go into her subconscious, and you get to see like all the fears look like broccoli and uh, grandma's vacuum and stuff like that. It is absolutely hilarious, and uh, so and so you can see all the um, how all the fear you know is uh, is created, but at the same time, how it basically keeps her safe at the same time, which is great because. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff uh, that you see in other films, you know, they just say, well, that's there, but then don't even bother to explain it. And so Pixar goes out of their way by explaining the functions of their characters. So, for example, you have joy that makes her happy, sadness that makes her sad. You have uh, anger, which obviously gives her a sense of, you know, just her anger, but also a sense of justice as well. But uh, you also have disgust as well, which, um, you know, obviously keeps her... Uh, uh, keeps her disgusted about things, and uh, so there's this one bit where disgust uh, sees that she's trying to eat broccoli for the first time, but uh, uh, basically makes her go yucky and you know knock the spoon away and stuff like that. But obviously, then the dad gets the airplane thing out and uh, does that thing. So that that was that that was pretty funny in itself, and so that was the great thing about this. So uh, you know, you got to see every single emotion get to be told their relevance, and the biggest thing out of all of this that I really love about this film is the uh, the team aspect. Now, for those of you who do not know, and uh, for, for many of the United kids who listen to this show have seen me explain quite a bit of time, you know, some of my favorite things from the 90s include uh, Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars, Star Fox, um, I guess I could say, you know, just like team-related things, maybe Father Ted, I guess I could say, even though that's more not really ever talked about in the 90s, uh, subtext if you will and uh, and then there's uh, just basically team comedies team action shows team just teams really I, I love the idea of teams Star Fox I think did I mention Star Fox before I don't, I don't know if I did but um, you know the, 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 the idea that so you have this group of people 
that you're really invested in and you have like the leader which in a way is joy which is you know she basically shows she's like kind of like maybe the i guess i could say the fox mcleod bucky o'hare of the character of the of the team i guess you could say you have sadness who you know relates to slippy you have uh, anger that really relates to falco you have disgust which i guess you could say relates to uh Disgust, who we would relate to in the Star Fox team? I'm not too sure. But um, I guess fair, I mean, so, you know, like, but you get the idea, you know, the idea of being a team, you know, and every team, every member of that team has an assigned role. And I love those aspects because not only do you get to see the positives of those of those roles you also get to see the negative of those roles as well. For example, Joy may bring Riley joy but it doesn't necessarily mean that she brings joy to i say everyone so for example she makes sadness feel left out or she doesn't do anything to uh there's one character that uh, comes into the fray called bing bong which is a uh, you know riley's imaginary friend and uh, when he goes through uh, a tragedy of his own by losing his uh by losing something that he 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 values and that he used to use with riley all the time her happiness did nothing to uh, survey his sadness and it was only up to sadness to allow him to express his sadness that he was able to get back on his feet again and so that side of it I actually liked because not only did it give you the the positives of the characters but it also gave you the negatives of the characters as well some were up front and some took a long time like sadness to you know which was the sort of the story arc or one of the story arcs of it as well uh, on her, you know, discovery of why she was relevant and things like that, and also Joy's discovery of how sadness was relevant in all of this. That in itself was a a great story to tell, and uh, also the uh, the underdog story is also in this as well. So not only the unlikely duo is also the underdog as well with sadness, which uh, I think is uh, was done very well, and also brought to also did very well catching the attention of of the audience as well. So, you have all this stuff in the mix, and it was the, one of the great things I loved about this first showing that I went to, which was uh, involving all the kids and, you know, everyone probably around about, maybe between the ages of 5 and 10, something like that, you know, very, very, very young kids. And not only did this film basically say to, um, not only did it just approach itself to to the kids it also made them ask questions about certain things that happened like uh, there was this one the one scene where um you know basically there was a death and uh, bing bong you know sacrifices himself in order to save joy from becoming faded in the uh, the forgotten memories in the uh, uh, in that pit and uh, he himself faded away and became you know basically became nothing and sacrificed his own life in order to make sure that Joy was able to save Riley. And so a lot of... Uh, that was a concept I think many kids in that f uh, in that film set... Sorry, in that film were not introduced to. And so they were asking questions like, why did he fade away? And it's like, you know, what's this? Why is that? And I, to be honest with you, that's not... You know, some people would say, well, isn't that a bad thing? You know, it's like it's, this film's not really talking to them in the language that they understand. But... I argue to that and like think well shouldn't films be a lot of films be doing that shouldn't it be it be challenging concepts of children and that's what I loved about some of the films that I watched in the 90s it challenged my concepts of things you know it's like characters do sac make sacrifices characters do have certain character traits which we would find questionable because characters do have motives which are considered uh, unselfish and and heroic in ways and that's what i loved about the the, the characters in this because and again it goes back to what i was saying about them having faults and then also having also pros as well but you know faults along with the pros and, and you know that that was great for viewing for me because um you know not and also not just for myself but i think also for those kids as well because it made them ask questions which I think a lot of films are either too politically correct to do or are afraid to challenge um, ch children because of the backlash of the, you know, the parents' associations and all these, you know, uh, you know, uh, oh, God, you know, I think you tell you what, I even got the clip here. I mean, I'll just say it. Oh, won't Uh, that actually didn't play through the uh, the soundboard for whatever, so I think that's not working right. But uh, uh, again, it's like um, you know, oh god, let someone think of the children. Though those types of groups, it's afraid to. I think a lot of films are afraid to challenge those people, 
and because of the you know very to challenge people because of that and i think that's great because i mean sorry i don't think that's a great thing because uh i mean it discourages films from say you know bringing in new concepts and i'm really glad that this film took you know had the guts had the glory and decided to you know got the glory and actually decided to say okay well we're gonna bring these concepts in whether you know the uh the pc police like it or not and uh, that, that was a great thing as well it's also you know uh, I also want to discuss also something as well, which uh, you know may not necessarily be you know knowledge you know uh, regards to the film, but uh, a lot of people thought that uh, you know the sadness character was a, a poor misrepresentation of many things, which I think you know let me, let me just uh, clear this up for a moment. You know, it's like you know a lot of people saying you know oh sa- you know sadness portrays you know fat people as just these sad mopey people, and uh, you know it uh, makes you know them look insecure and things like that and i just you know say well no it doesn't you know it's like uh, i mean homer simpson in the simpsons has been like a an oversized you know alcoholic loudmouth who's also fat but that doesn't no one ever turned around and said at least you know at least in my circle said you know oh homer simpson he, you know he's a poor representation of fat people in america it's like you know so for, for me it's like the, the idea that sadness is some kind of poor you know some kind of poor misrepresentation of something i think is uh, doesn't hold up in, in my in my book so you know, it's like again, it's like, uh, and you know, I was expecting this backlash to come off anyway because you know, as we all, you know, as I was talking talking about before, you know, there's the PC police, you know, and there's all that, you know, these all these uh, people who want you know things in a certain way that don't challenge kids, that don't challenge the public, that don't challenge uh, people's concepts of things, and I'm very glad that uh, Pixar went out of their way and gave us something which uh, did absolutely everything that you know that it could possibly do to uh you know within within reason to uh to uh, challenge concepts so that, that's you know that's one of the reasons i loved you know this film because it cha- you know i just saw all the kids you know saying you know uh, why what's this what's that how you know is it natural to feel this way is it, is it okay to feel this way and i thought it was great because uh it, you know it brought all these challenges out and uh maybe not so much for the parents because you know no doubt they were playing 20 questions all evening but uh for me that was uh, you know th- for me that that viewing was pretty good as well and uh for those of you wondering uh, at the uh, at the very end of the film when uh, it all comes together, so uh, I'm trying not to spoil it too much for you. So you know, I do really want you to. Uh, I don't want to like, just tell you the whole story and you know basically say go see it when I've already told you everything that's happened. So you know, I'm not going to spoil most of the story for you. But the the let me tell you something right now. The the final scene. Oh, the final scene. The uh, not the one before. You know, like uh, you know. The hockey game and the the the, the emotions montage, but uh, that moment when uh, Riley is uh, gonna go on the bus and is gonna run away back to Minnesota, and she then goes back, and uh, also um, you know uh, when sadness um, come, and joy come back to headquarters and uh, manage to uh, and joy realizes that uh, Riley needs sadness more than ever in this situation that she's got herself in and so hands over and hands over the core memories to sadness and uh, you know starts to take control which they haven't allowed her to do throughout the entire film and you just see riley break down and say i know you want me to be happy but i can't do it in these condi- i can't do it in this condition you know i miss my home in home in minnesota i miss my old friends i miss my old hockey team i miss everything that made me me and you can see, you know, you see all these core memories. You know, these core memories were made in Minnesota when she gets moved away, and that was, you know, for me the most, stri- you know, absolutely striking scene in the entire film. And you know, in the first uh, scene, it was, you know, in the first showing, uh, which you know I was in, the the kids all just kind of like just kind of like asked questions about it, and you know, did feel sorry for the character which was which was great but in the se- in the second film oh let me tell you something in the second scene in the second time that i saw it this was a completely different audience this was 20 to 30 year olds this was a completely new audience this was midweek you know i was there midweek i got my midweek special you know with my uh, small soda and my small popcorn and i went in there and i have to tell you um i I, i'll be honest with you in that scene with riley when she breaks down in front of her parents and uh, you know her parents you know say oh you know we don't you know uh, we're not mad at you for feeling this way you know i cried I was totally admitted that I cried. It was the most emotional Pixar scene that I've seen. I tell you what, it comes second to 
uh, Monsters, Inc., when uh, Sully says goodbye to Boo for what would be the, you know, what they thought would be the last time, and then obviously we knew that, uh, you know, the the uh, the door would get repaired. Sorry to spoil Monsters, Inc. for you, but, uh, um, the, you know, this, um, the, this one comes top for me as one of the most emotional scenes that Pixar has ever done, and it has, I have to tell you, it has Academy Award, and let me say, I know it's cliche, in a way, you know, to have crying scenes, you know, in Academy Award, you know, uh, categories. But let me tell you something. Uh, this scene in itself has Academy Award written all over it. And I just thought this was an amazing thing to, you know, it was just, it, it was so emotional, you know, just because you're going through the you know, the laughs and the suspension and everything like that. And it was building all up to this moment, to this moment where you knew sadness had some kind of, uh, had some kind of relevance to Riley's life. And it all comes together in this one scene, and I just, I have to be honest, I just, I, I, I was crying, and uh, you know, maybe a few other people in that, in that, in that first showing that I went to were crying as well. But let me tell you, in that second, in that second showing, when I was surrounded by all these, you know, these adults, you just heard sniffles, and you just heard, you know, just out loud crying. Just people were so emotional about it, and it was just, it was amazing because it was like and I cried for a second time I just thought you know this this film has has everybody has everybody just you know immersed into it and I've not seen a film do that in a very very long time you know I can't remember a film that had char- had a character which you could really root for and have uh, you know you could really you know really build up towards that I can't remember the last time I felt that way about a character you know the only me- memory that comes to me right now is Monsters Inc which you know is uh, must have been a very long time ago. So for Pixar to to achieve this, you know, out of all the films that we probably you know have that's come out in the last you know good maybe decade or so, that that's something. And I don't blame film critics right now to say this could possibly be Pixar's best film in the space of ten years. Though personally, I think you know uh, you know Incredibles and uh, Ratatouille are you know some of the film some of the best films as well. Um, and also on top of that, I think you know, uh, you know, some people ask you know about Up, and uh, you know whether you know this is a this is one of the reasons why I went to go see it a second time because the first time that I saw it and I was a, I was given the chance to you know you know I was given the you know this great opportunity to uh, you know watch this fantastic film, you know I came away from it thinking this is probably the best thing I've ever seen, but then I was reminded of Up. And I remember, you know, some people say, you know, it's like, oh, well, the 10 minutes were great and then the rest of it is just kind of meh. I, I, to be honest with you, I think I enjoyed the entire thing. I think uh, there were laughs, there were emotional moments, there were, uh, you know, action moments, which, you know, I really loved as well. And not to say that this the film didn't have everything. It had its emotional moments, it had its funny moments, and it had everything. I just thought it was great. Uh, but uh, in regards to uh, in regards to the, to the substance of the film, uh, but um, in regards to Up, I really think you know was it was it better than Up? Because you know I think you know in regards to the Pixar films, you know for me, uh, Ratatouille and The Incredibles, and I guess I could say maybe a few others kind of stand on their own pedestals, if you will. They kind of, they they're not really. You know, I feel kind of bad now because I did actually set a poll somewhere saying, you know, what's your, uh, you know, is where does Inside Out rank on your, uh, you know, to your top five Pixar films? And to be honest with you, um, I probably should never have set that poll because I thought, you know, uh, for me, some of these films stand up so much on their own, on their own two feet that, you know, they're not really comparable. So I think the only really, the only Pixar film I could really compare Inside Out to would definitely be Up. And where I thought it was better than up, and right now, um, I can't really decide. Even though I've seen it twice, and because I mean, up had its um, had 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 a great emotional. The, the one thing that I think that um, I think I really would have liked to have seen from up, but it probably would have ruined the entire film. Maybe I don't know. Would have been if they expanded out the um, the first ten minutes and they gave us a, more of an emotion around um you know the two the two characters have been fred and uh through uh uh oh, i can't remember the can't remember the can't remember the wife i really, i'm to apologize i'm just uh she really should have done my research before doing this but uh you know if they expanded out the first 10 minutes and uh made and fleshed out um the marriage between you know fred and his wife i think if they, if they did that 
I think it would have ended... I think, dare I say, I think uh, maybe I probably would have liked up more than I would have liked Inside Out. But Inside Out had this great build-up and had this great, um, you know, uh, dramatic thing towards the end. And I think that in itself, and also the fact that it was well-structured as well, I think, and explained, which I think had, um, you know, was was great in its way, you know. Uh, I think that what made up, I think, probably better than... I think that's what made Inside Out better than Up. And maybe I'm going to get absolutely castrated for that, but, uh, you know, for me, I think right now Inside Out has to probably be, right now, at least in uh, this kind of category, Inside, you know, um, Pixar's best film, uh, you know, to date, right now, with, you know, me, I think, uh, at least in my personal opinion, with Inside, sorry, with The Incredibles and Ratatouille, you know, just alongside it, you know, in, in stature. I just think you know it was that that was the best uh, best way to best way to describe it really. It was like in regards to uh, you know um, how how great it was, and um, so Inside Out for me, if it's up for it's up for the Oscars, you know definitely going to be taking away best animated picture unless you know maybe Kung Fu Panda three can possibly you know bring bring anything bring anything better, which uh, there's a part of me that believes it won't, but. Uh, yeah, it was just it was uh, it was a thrill ride from start to finish, and uh, you know it was uh, something that uh, I was very, very, very impressed with, and which I've not been impressed with for a very long, which I've you know very, not been impressed with, and I've not been uh, emotional about for a, about a film for a very long time. Um, maybe I, I do want to mention some of the other characters as well. Riley, you know, obviously being controlled by you know the the emotions, if you will. She didn't really have that chance you got a chance to see her character but obviously you can see that it was being built through the emotions themselves which enjoys that and as anger you know disgust and fear and uh, the parents some people say that they weren't fleshed out enough and uh, but for me why did they have to be you know this film was centered around the emotions inside riley's head rather than not the emotions around anybody else's heads and i think you know, they, they showed a montage of all the, you know, the different emotions in everyone else's brains, which I think, uh, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. And uh, after that sad moment, and you bring it right back to that, and uh, these uh, hilarious scenes that you get at the end, I thought uh, that was a great way to end. And uh, so for me, you know, that was great for what it was for the jokes. But in regards to fleshing out the characters of the parents, I, I don't think it was necessary. Because, I mean, the subject matter was Riley's emotions rather than everyone else's emotions and rather than, than the other characters. So for me, the world of Riley, I think, is what we were really expecting to uh, to build upon rather than, you know, her parents, rather than her uh, her other characters that she interacts with. You know, the um, some people say that the school should probably have been... Um, probably the school characters probably should have had some more time. But uh, to be honest with you... I don't think it was necessary, and again, you got to see a montage of them anyway, so you were uh, at least your curiosity about them was were, was um, well, what basically was was filled. So uh, at least there was that, and uh, who knows? Maybe they might do spin-offs. Possibly, there's already talk about possibly there being an, uh, already an Inside Out sequel. Whether there be a spin-off film or maybe even I don't know, maybe even a prequel. Who knows? But um, for me, I think, uh, you know, obviously Pixar right now aren't thinking about that. Obviously, they're, in their minds right now is uh, The Incredibles 2, The Good Dinosaur, and uh, a few other things, projects they're currently working on. But uh, that was that. Um, the environments of the film, you know, the whole atmosphere of the film was was great. I think it was well designed. Obviously, you can tell it's a Pixar film. You know, it was, uh, you know, absolutely done from start to finish. And uh, I've got to be honest with you, if uh, this comes out in 4K, I think it will be absolutely gorgeous to uh, to to watch. And so, uh, hopefully, somewhere down the line, maybe the next couple of months down the line, maybe I might get it. Maybe I might have enough money for a uh, a 4K television. I don't know, but uh, if I do, obviously, I'll be getting it on Blu-ray and uh, watching it on there, and just watching how beautiful this film is. You know, I don't know if uh, does Blu-ray do 4K. Um, again, I'm not too sure, but. Uh, um, if, if if it does, I'll definitely be getting it, and because um, I just you know this whole environment is just beautiful. Um, I loved how you know everyone talks you know big up everyone bigs up San Francisco. Definitely when I talk to with more you know, more of the left and more of the liberal crowds in my politics sides of things, everyone bigs up San Francisco. But uh, 
Um, obviously, they made this a bit more, you know, more dingy. You know, they made this uh, kind of like, uh, you know, um, oh, the pizza place. Oh, the pizza place where they were serving you know, broccoli pizza and they're saying, oh, it's organic and, you know, trying to make it, you know, trendy and stuff like that, which I think uh, was hilarious because I think it was taking a bit of a shot at people as well. And actually, talking about taking shots, you know, there was one bit where I thought they were taking shots at Brad Bird and Ratatouille. Which I thought, you know, that was, uh, I thought that was, uh, and the reason I thought they were taking a shot at them was because, uh, uh, you know, the there was the point where they were going to the new house, and obviously it was this horrible looking uh, small house, and she opens the door, and uh, one of the first things that she sees is a dead rat in the corner of the room, and the dead rat, uh, for those of you who do not know, is Remy from Ratatouille, and I thought that was a pretty hilarious reference. I tried to stop bursting out loud laughing, because I, I got the reference, but everyone else didn't, and I didn't want to just be like uh, this random person just kind of laughing out loud, and everyone's kind of turning around thinking, what are you laughing at? I guess I think probably they were, maybe they didn't get a good view of it, but I did, and uh, I saw that, obviously, that was Remy from Ratatouille, and uh, yeah. Then, uh, obviously, when the dream sequence came around and they brought him back on screen again, just in case you didn't get it the first time, you got it the second time, and they did, like, this screwed-up uh, version of Remy and, uh, you know, him dying on screen, you know, just in case you didn't know it was a dead rat she saw, she says, oh my god. I just thought they were taking shots at Ratatouille. I just, I just did. And uh, but then when I heard that apparently uh, Colette Tattoo is on the cover of uh, one of the cooking magazines, I thought um, maybe not. I guess. I mean, who knows? Maybe we might hear uh, in the DVD commentary that you know, oh, there's Remy the Rat, and you know, oh, you know, we took a shot at Brad Bird from from doing that. Maybe, maybe that is. Maybe what I'm about to say is probably true. But uh, for for me, I think. It was nice to see that they still remembered Ratatouille, I guess, and uh, nice to know that, uh, you know, they uh, managed to fit in a joke with Remy, I guess, and, uh, but for me, I think it was just, you know, uh, I thought I thought they were, I thought they were taking some shots at, uh, at Ratatouille, but obviously I don't think they were, so, uh, I guess we can let that one, I guess we can let that one drop. Um, it was funny watching the other minds of the other people. You obviously got to see uh, there was like one boy with like, like a rocks, like a, instead of like having like the um, the whole like uh, kind of like Candyland kind of brain where uh, you know Riley has like uh, very colourful, very vibrant, you know, long term memory has like all these memories on it and it looks all nice and uh, um, I'm not say plasticky, but uh, kind of like a, I guess you could say a bit. Uh, uh, very colourful in a way, and uh, you got all these like these patterns and shapes and everything, and uh, very, very. Uh, I'm trying to find a very good word to describe it. I don't want to say girly because obviously girly could mean anything, but uh, um, it was it's very colourful, very stylish, very that that kind of thing. And then you got like uh, there was like they went into the uh, went into like a boy and uh, his mind, and you can see like it was like a massive like bandstand and things like that, like like speakers and things ragged up and like sh- and like things like that. But obviously you didn't get to see like it in his proper view because he was too busy, uh, you know, uh, being confronted by a girl and like all the emotions running wild and not knowing what to do or anything, which was pretty 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 uh, uh, pretty amazing to, uh, to to nail down and got a massive laugh out of everybody in the uh, in the second showing. Um, then there was the, uh, they did the mom as well, which, uh, obviously had, like, the kind of, like, the, the, the view talk show kind of, like, setting and everything like that, and I thought that was pretty cool. And then you had, um, the, the dad who had, like, the Star Trek kind of, like, um, you know, Starship Enterprise kind of, uh, you know, uh, control deck. And obviously the uh, with the uh, the sports, you know, the, the football on the side, and not really paying attention and stuff. I think that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty hilarious in itself. And uh, actually, I tell you what, as well, apparently that it was originally cased. So uh, in the disgust scene, the very first time you get to meet disgust, they were show they were giving a block broccoli, but also in uh, in Japan they were giving like a peppers. I think they were giving. Riley, maybe Riley at the time, and uh, they also were regionalized it for the daydream scene as well for uh, the dad because in the I think in American I, th- I think in the American they did American football I could be wrong and then in Canada they did the hockey and I think in a few other regions in the world they did the hockey scene as well but in here in Britain they did the we got the soccer scene or the football scene if you will and so I think that was more relatable and you could tell because you know there was a lot of the adults who were laughing at that as well so I think you could see that was what uh, was going through their minds but I think even then I think even if you did stick American football on because you know it was. No 
no secret that this was based in America because they showed Riley. So they showed Riley growing up in uh, in Minnesota in the United States, and obviously they moved from uh, the Minnesota to uh, Sa- to um, uh, San Francisco in uh, California, I think it was, or uh, is San Francisco in California? And I don't know my American geography. I was not brought up in there, but um, I mean, they, they obviously they kept it within the United States. It's not like she moved away to a foreign country or anything like that. So uh, there was. Um, you might have just might as well just told it from the fact that it was based in the United States of America because it was no secret. So uh, why they didn't go in that direction, I'm not too sure. Why they regionalized it for other ones, you know, maybe just to get a make it make it more familiar, I guess. But uh, I think maybe they should have probably just kept it the way it was, and uh, you know, made uh, made uh, audiences just you know think, hey, this is America. So you know, but uh, I guess they did it in that way. So. Uh, Okay, uh, I've got to be honest with you. I'm all talked out at the moment. I've, uh, you know, I've, again, I, I just, I maybe I could go on for a bit longer if uh, you know, I do feel like going on a bit longer, but I'm a bit tired at the moment. But uh, uh, Inside Out is just a phenomenal film. If you've not seen it yet, go out and see it. You know, what are you waiting for? Don't, you know, why are you listening to me? Get out there, book your tickets, get out there, watch it. It's a phenomenal watch. And uh, I would highly recommend it as well. Now, normally in these situations, uh, you know, me and Harry would normally rate the film, you know, like we did in Jurassic World. So in Jurassic World, you know, I gave it a, I gave it a seven. I think Harry gave it a six, and so we ended up with kind of like six point five. You know, I'm gonna give it a, you know, for me, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll risk it. I'll give it a ten. Ten for me. I'll definitely say ten for uh, you know ten out of. 10 stars you know i think it was a brilliant brilliant film and uh, you know maybe harry will watch it and maybe he'll come up with another one and then we can balance it out for the show but uh, for right now i'm saying you know i think out of all the films that we've seen right now uh, that we've done for the arrow meta show i think uh, this has got to be the best one out of the lot you know maybe harry will disagree with me next week when we review ant-man but uh, you know also ant-man's going to be next week so uh, definitely uh, pin your goals for that one when you uh uh, get into uh, when you download the next episode next week but uh, you know right now Inside Out has to be the most beautiful the most uh, musically gorgeous but no mind you musically gorgeous I would say you know the, I've got to be honest with you, it took me a second time to kind of recognize the sound to kind of recognize that there were, you know the music that was there because I was so enthralled with basically the you know the world that was given to me so uh, whether the music was as great I'm not too sure so but uh, you know the music a second time for me was alright and I you know I definitely picked it up the second time um visually it's stunning it's absolutely you know it's is is uh, breathtaking i'm looking forward to seeing it in 4k if it comes out in 4k um character wise the characters are great all of the all the uh, voice actors and actresses do a phenomenal job pre- presenting their characters and uh, anger in particular is brilliant and i heard that the uh, voice actor who plays anger has had some pretty crappy roles recently so for him to be to land this i think uh, you know they finally found a you know the, the 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 talk that goes on is that oh they finally found a use for him which is great because you know uh, um i think that's the type of character he can do very well i think the type of character he should stay with so uh and also if um they continue to uh, keep using inside out and uh, continue to uh, do more material with him i think uh, you know he's uh going to make a good lot of money out of it so uh, you know very good for him other characters as well you know they're fresh off the bat from what i can tell i don't think there's many uh many um uh veterans of the of the of the uh, voice actress world so uh, whoops i just dropped my uh, coaster but um i think that in itself is uh going to be great because you're going to get introduced to some very new people just pick up my coaster, uh, and uh, you know they're going to be introduced to uh, very, you know, quite new people, and uh, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be great in itself, and uh, so uh, I hope uh, they're going to have great careers out, out of this, and uh, you know, uh, I hope it doesn't have like the Star Wars effect where it's like you know, oh, you were uh, disgust or you were fear out of uh, out of Inside Out, or you were this character, or you were that character, but uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, you know Harrison Ford made it out of Star Wars, so I guess uh, you know. Uh, these people can make it out. Of, I think any of these characters can make it out of Inside Out if uh, it's uh, not, uh, you know, uh, massively rendered in uh, in pop culture to the degree that Star Wars was. But uh, any time will tell. Well, I think that's it for the for, for the show. I mean, obviously I'd go on longer, but uh, usually these shows go on for much longer than they normally do because Harry would normally be here, but obviously because he's out for this week for uh, acting duties unfortunately he's uh, he's uh, going to be not back until next week but he's going to be back till next week so uh, you know look forward to that Ant-Man is the next review so uh, we're definitely going to have a long winded discussion about that Marvel films 
for me, have always been pretty spectacular events. So uh, when I'm going to see Ant-Man uh, next week, uh, it's uh, definitely going to be an, uh, an event for, my, for for me. So uh, tell you what, and also if uh, you know if you are gonna if you if I'm going to be seeing Ant-Man and uh, there's something I should know about Ant-Man, if you've seen it before me, then you know let me know in the comments or if you uh, also keep them non-spoiler as well because I've not seen it yet. And yeah, I know I do spoilers in this show, but obviously I I label my stuff spoilers. So you know if you are going to say something to me, please label it spoilers before you say it to me because um you know i don't really want to uh i really want to accept this film for what it is and uh, you know i don't really want to be told about you know this happens to this scene and that happens to this scene because you know that's uh gonna give me a pretty uh it's, it's gonna make me expect it and it's and it's not good the payoff's not gonna be gonna be as realistic for the review so uh but uh yeah so uh anyway if you uh, love the show you know, please follow me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Tumblr is Tumblr, is AaronMeta.tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, all the podcast feeds are great as well. You've got Stitcher, you've got Player FM, you've got, you got iTunes, you've got various other ones as well we're trying to get on at the moment. So and also if you want us to, if you think there, should, there is a podcast feed or if there's a particular website we should be on, you know, let us know in the comments or, uh, you know, send us, uh, send us a, um, a message on, on the Facebook page, let us know because uh, you know I, if you think that you know the Aramesa show would be great on this particular pl- particular place, then yeah, let us know. You know, we uh, I'd really appreciate it. The one thing I would definitely say at this moment is is that so uh, we can't currently do um, websites that actually charge for uh you know basically putting material on there because right now the uh for me i have a set budget for this show and right now we're kind of uh sort of uh you know we're within that budget and quite frankly i want to keep it within within my means so uh unfortunately if there's a there's a website out there say oh well if you give us 500 dollars an annu- annuum then uh, we you know we'll we'll host your show for you know we use one or two people it's like i don't want to do that to be honest with you so you know it just you know put that to one side and just you know say like any place we can host for free do do it there and uh, um, we're, and you let us know because, um, you know, it'd be really great if, you know, another bunch of people, you know, got to uh, have some, uh, you know, got a chance to listen to this show and, uh, you know, I got a chance to, uh, you know, give them, show them what I can do and everything. So that'd be great. Um, also, YouTube as well. So youtube.com forward slash Aramed to show. Uh, we put videos up on there as well. Uh, you'll notice that we're starting to put the Craig Bartlett clips up. So uh, if you've not had a chance, if you want to, if you don't had a chance to, uh, if you missed a particular part of a, a Craig Bartlett interview and you didn't actually didn't know it was there, I'm actually what I'm doing is I'm actually putting the clips up for uh, people who may not know. Uh, that we talked about this and we talked about that because surprisingly, I do get some people who. Um, message me and say, oh, did you talk about this with Craig Barlow? Can you talk about that with Craig Barlow? And it's like, look, we've already talked about it. So why are we bringing it up again? You know, uh, you know, get on this, um, you know, you look at the interview, watch the interviews, or I even break them down for you like I'm doing right now and say, look, here's something that uh, we talked about before and we talked about here. So, you know, uh, you know, go nuts. Uh, with uh, with YouTube, and uh, I'll try and put more some more clips up uh, when I get the time. Obviously, this week's been pretty busy for me because a lot of work's been been going on at uh, work. So uh, that's uh, basically what's been going on at the moment. But so uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna go and get YouTube going. Also, Reddit as well. Uh, we mentioned Reddit last week, and uh, so I'm hoping Reddit's gonna be. Uh, a bit more active over the next uh, couple of weeks or so, so uh, keep your eye on that. But uh, for the meantime, this has been the Arometa Show Inside Out Review. Thank you very much for checking it out. Uh, please let me know if uh, you want to put comments on or if you want to share it out to people and let them know what the Inside Out's kind of like. Uh, but also mark it with spoilers as well, just in case you know where uh, people don't want to get spoiled on it. But well, listen, definitely one thing you can say, Arometa recommends inside out you know and so uh, definitely go out and watch this film and uh, let me know as well because i do want to know your thoughts on it as well and uh, i think uh, it would be great to uh you know um uh have a have a discussion about this you know maybe even even the latest show obviously next week's going to be ant-man so we can't have it you know immediately next week but you know who knows you know maybe we might have a discussion about it again so that'd be really cool Anyway, that's going to be me for this evening. Thank you very much for checking me out. And uh, as always, uh, have a great weekend. And, uh, sorry, have a great week. <laughs> the weekend's over. Uh, have a great week, and I will see you very soon. And Harry will be back next week. Cheers, and goodbye for now. Bye-bye.